You're listening to Battle Red Radio. I'm Matt Weston. This evening, I'm joined by the Leonard Fournette to my Ronald Jones. How are you doing today, Taylor? The Leonard? Did you? Well, that's an insult, is it not? Well, you're you're playoff Lenny, you know. I don't, he's. I don't even know if he's playing right now. Fournette. Yeah, he's not going to play until January, and he's like, it's mean. playoff Lenny time. Well, you know what? So you, yeah, you know, okay, I'll take that because when the money's on the line, you're putting me in. There we okay, because we can't rely on you. It's always putting me. So you, you, loyal listener, you're a real, true football fan. Unlike these fake football fans who don't even watch football, they they watch football for the nachos and for red zone. And fantasy football, and for things to talk about at the at the office water cooler on Monday, so they can fit in and be one of the guys. But you, you're different. You're a real football fan, and so by that statement, you know that today we're previewing the NFC South to talk about the Falcons, Panthers, real Saints, and Buccaneers. Um, before we get to that, I guess you want to talk about some notable roster cuts. The The biggest one I saw was Kiki Cutie got cut by the Texans. Are you excited for him to end up in, like, I don't know. What, what would be a good team for Kiki Cutie to go to? Wait, wait. So that's the biggest cut that you have? Yeah. How, how is that the biggest cut? I didn't even see, like, a report on Cutie out there. Was there a report? Hey, it's very important in Texans lore. I don't. I'm not sure if that's a very important thing for a guy who doesn't even play. But I would say if it's going to be funny whenever he goes to another team and he's healthy and he's really good. I hope he goes to Los Angeles. Well, they have Cup. No, no they, I, yeah, no, they have. He should go to Atlanta. Fine, that sounds good. There you go. I like it. See, they you cut uh, else. Or, Chicago. Chicago would be good. New Orleans would be good. New Orleans would be great. They have one. They have zero wide receivers, dude. Zero. There it is. <laughs> yeah, QD to New Orleans. Let's make it happen. That's all you need. Um, yeah, I like that one. Well, I guess the biggest cut was Cam Newton was cut, but Cam Newton has been good for three years. I was gonna say, do you even think a team is gonna pick him up? In all honesty, I mean, I guess him being a backup for like Baltimore, you know? <laughs> no, because they have RG three. What are they gonna do? No, RG three's done. What? He's not there anymore. He's going to become like a college football guy on ESPN now. Oh, you know what? I did see that. Didn't they pay him a lot of money too? Yeah, I'm sure. I want to get paid a lot of money. Where's our contract? We're doing a 9 a.m. show right now. I feel like that we're the... Yeah, we're, we're doing a 9 a.m. show a. That, Smith. that starts at 9.52. That's why we're not making any money at all. <laughs> no, I think no. that's the problem. I think, I think that sums it up right there. Not at all. We just... We need a bigger live show. Uh, we need the moderator in between us these days, and then that way people are going to start watching us. A live show with the moderator, boom. And I think we already have one. He already did the top 100 hottest list, so I think he'll be perfect. Uh, we Actually, we do need to do a show just ranking how good-looking every quarterback is. Before I'll have, to, I'll have to text our source on that one. I'm sure he'd love to do it. Well, this is what we need to do. I'll build a, I'll build a set in the garage. And uh, I'll I'll clean the cat piss smell out of there. We'll build a center garage, and then I'll email UTSA and Texas State journalism school and be like, we need a, a young lady to be our moderator for a live uh, NFL show. I'm sure, and we could pay them a hundred dollars a month or something. 
<laughs> wait, wait, you're going to pay them, right? Because I'm broke these days. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm working a lot, but you know, it's not paying off. Well, so. I'll pay 75, you pay 25. Okay. And that's just I, a month. We're not talking about weekly. Most internships right. are free. You should be lucky you're getting anything at all. Yeah. Now I'll go see. get me a coffee. We'll just provide lunch, like every yeah, other well, week. Can, we can provide lunch. Yes. But she's getting us a coffee whenever we need a coffee. Well, duh. What else are they there for but to get me a coffee? Exactly. Yeah. That's what a moderator is there for. And then the whole time, they, they it's just us talking, and they have nothing to moderate at all. They're just lost <laughs> in a confusion swirl of nonsense. We we stay on no topic that they bring up, and we just go into a different topic each and every single time. I like it. Yes. Yeah, I mean that. I've there really wasn't a whole lot of cuts though. Like there was nothing that was really kind of shocking at all. Um, I think the quarterback battles, like we talked about, I said Mac Jones is going to start week one. He is. I said Teddy Bridgewater is going to start week one. He is. But those are like the two big quarterback battles that were uh, kind of played out. And yeah, really, there wasn't anything noticeable at all. Like, I think Cam way, and, and Cutie were, like, the only two things that popped to me. Did you just want to, like, throw in, like, how, like, you were right there? You, like, try to, like, throw in some, like, backhanded, like, hey, Taylor, you were a dumbass. <laughs> I never said Taylor That's at all. You did. I said, you I, like I said. You looked at me and you said that at the same time. That no, made I didn't say. No, okay, I could have said, started. like, this then. I could have said, uh, yeah, and some big quarterback battles uh, were announced with the victories. And Taylor, you were wrong. It was actually Bridgewater and Matt Jones, and you said it was going to be uh, Drew Locke and Cam Newton, so here we are. All right, so I will say this, though, when it comes to the New England Patriots. Once I saw the photo with what Mac Jones looked like without his shirt, I knew that I lost because that's exactly Bill Belichick's ideal quarterback oh, yeah. is just somebody who's out of shape who is just not looking like a typical quarterback. I just, I didn't realize that from the start. And then once I also saw how Cam Newton walked down the sideline for just a high five from Mac Jones, I was like, man, you just, because he ignored him whenever he was like, hey man. And then Mac Jones locked in. It's going to be locked in. Cam just kept walking towards like, Cam, see that man? You're following him. That means you're the backup. I'll have to send you uh, the screenshot of what Cam posts on Instagram with his crazy, his crazy fall and everything like that. Well, the thing about Mac Jones is he just has a beer drinker's body. That's all that is. That's exactly what. Underneath that is. all that beer drinking, there's a there's a great athletic body. But you know, that that's what thirty beers a week gets you though. That's not. I mean, if that's probably actually ninety beers a week, considering how yeah, how often he exercises. No, it's exactly. he probably drinks ninety beers a week. If he's out on the field all the time practicing, he has to. After practice, he's at least chugging nine, maybe 12. Yeah. He's going yeah. to Texas Roadhouse. He's drinking three Lone Star Lights, and then the party goes from there. <laughs> Who knows? He may switch to Shiner at that point. Well, I guess it's up there, so I don't know. That That's a yeah. godless country, though, up there. Um, it's Yingling. terrible. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's like a, a Pennsylvania thing. But they're back. They're in Texas now. Oh, man, I'm just not a fan. Ugh. But I don't know. Uh, so we're going to kick it off here with the Atlanta Falcons. And last time we saw the Atlanta Falcons, they started off w- losing a ton of close games. I think they started off 1-5. I don't know. Something <laughs> like that. 
<laughs> something around that. Yeah. You know, there's a number. They, they there. start. They start off zero and five, and that's what it took for Dan Quinn to get fired. And during that zero and five streak, they had three one score losses. The infamous one to Dallas, the one where they blew like a, a sixteen point lead against Nick Foles in Chicago, and they also lost a one score game to Carolina. I think that's like the only one score game that. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater won last year was against the land. That's how bad the Falcons were. But after starting 0-5, they fired Dan Quinn. They moved on to the future. They made Raheem Moore, uh, Raheem Morris the head coach. And he actually did a really good job like getting the defense to be pretty good by using a lot of simulated pressures and exotic blitzes. And they did things like play Kansas City close at the end of the year. Um, and then they ended up, this offseason, they hired Arthur Smith to be their head coach. With him came in Dave uh, Dean Pease, a defensive coordinator, and Dave Ragone, an offensive coordinator. But the Falcons were kind of stuck this year simply because of how much dead money they had to pay for their salary cap, or they weren't really able to kind of rebuild it all this year. They were kind of stuck exactly where they're at um, because they had to pay $23 million in dead cap space, and they trade Julio Jones, and so they're kind of stuck. And I, like, I really wanted to make the Falcons like a, a sneaky team this year and be really excited for the Falcons this year. But the defense is really bad, and they didn't have the cap space this year. And they again, like for the dead money they have to pay, it's really kind of like a, a gap year until next season for them. Well, no, I mean, I completely agree with you. And isn't that part of the reason why they really had to just let go Julio? And that was just because there's just no money here whatsoever? Yeah, it was that. Like Julio didn't want to play there anymore. Yeah, but Julio... like, we're bad. I'm 31. I want to play somewhere else. And so they acquiesced and, and sent him to Tennessee. I guess that's kind of true. Either way, when it comes down to this team, I completely agree. I mean, I don't know what else you have besides Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts. I mean, that's going to be fun to at least watch. I just don't know if Matt – how old is Matt Ryan? How old did you say? I think he's 36. Good God. I mean, he's just getting up there in age for me. And it wasn't like last year he was truly killing it. He just – I don't know. There seems to be losing a little bit of that arm. Mike Davis, do you like Mike Davis? Uh, he's all right, you know. I, like he's okay. There's just it's, not it's much. funny that their backup uh, running back is uh, Cordell Patterson. Yeah, well, <laughs> also, <laughs> that's their backup, but running back. <laughs> yeah, that that works. He plays two positions, Matt. That's all you need in a guy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Mike Davis is all right. Um, but I do like Russell Gage. I like Zacchaeus. Like I, I think they're going to be okay without Julio. I think it was like the right move for for both parties. Like, as you were right about last year, Calvin Ridley was going to take over as the team's number one wide receiver. That happened. He's one of like I don't know the five best wide receivers in football. And uh, I'm excited to watch this offense though. Still, you know Arthur Smith is a mid zone genius. He's a play action passing genius. He's a pre stamp motion genius. Um, he's an absolute madman. He's a red zone black magic sorcerer as well too. And so with with this offensive line, like their offensive line hasn't been good yet. And they've invested a ton into it between Hennessy, Lindstrom, and McGarry. Um, but it hasn't really come together yet at all. And so I'm hoping with with Arthur Smith here running kind of like a more cohesive offensive scheme, that this is like the year this offensive line finally comes together. I know I said Minnesota is my most intriguing offensive line this year. I think it's actually Atlanta. And because uh, like, I love McGarry, I love Lindstrom. I think Hennessy's a little too undersized to play center, but maybe in his own scheme, he can make it work out. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that. And the other thing, too, is that Matt, last time Matt Ryan was in an offense like this, he won the MVP. The Falcons went to a Super Bowl. 
And so I, I think with Ryan going to a new going back to like the offense he was good at with this offensive line that has never been you know, good yet. Um, and now has like more of a cohesive offensive structure with Pitts and Hayden Hurst and, tw- and 21 personnel um, and Calvin Ridley, you know, kind of being the facto, you know, easy number one wide receiver, kind of like what we saw with AJ Brown, Tennessee. I think this is like, this could be a, a pretty good offense, you know? I don't think it's going to be like a top 10 offense, but I think it's going to be pretty good. I think it's going to be surprising. I think it's going to be you know, really enjoyable to watch this year. I can't believe you're building this team up. You're making it seem like that you're going to make Atlanta Falcons have a winning record with this type of offense. No, I'm not saying that. The defense is awful. Well, yeah, but with this offense, you're saying this is where Matt I'm talking Ryan about like I'm talking caliber. about they'll score 24 points that. pretty easy, you know. So you, but you think that this team can easily put up the 30 plus each and every no, single no, game? No, no, no. I think they'll score 24 pretty easily. They're not 30 plus uh, offense, but uh, I misunderstood. They'll have a better offense this year than. I think Carolina will. Yeah, well, I'm gonna. Well, I don't know. I don't they know. They will. They all, they will have their offense. Carolina will this year. I don't know, because again, I'm still gonna be going on the road. I'll because that's my cute little prediction is that Matt Ryan's gonna be taking the step back here. But when it comes to Calvin Ridley, man, he has been fantastic. Watching. Did you, did you see him. any of the clips of him in like joint practices, just scorching yes. everybody? And he's just doing one-handed catches at the same time. And then there was another play with the preseason game where he just completely, I don't know what he did, but it wasn't a quick juke or anything. He just got behind the guy and truly just took two steps to his left. The guy goes flying to the right. It was the weirdest thing because it was slow motion for him, and yet the other guy was just rattled. He's an apparition. It, it was it was pretty fun to watch. But that's where I think that he's going to be special. And now with Kyle Pitts, because remember, Matt, you're not going to watch him because this isn't your favorite rookie this year. So you can't watch he's Kyle no, He's no Dylan Raddins. Exactly. Who you say now is not even starting. So this is going to be a great season for you hey, and your Ty, rookie. Ty Sambrillis had a great camp. Ty Sambrillis <laughs> had a great camp in Tennessee this year, right? Hey, uh, well, that's your rookie, though. You said that that's your rookie watch this season. So we have that written down. We're going to watch every game to make sure what he does on that bench is something special. Uh, well, let's go back I, to Kyle. I, I like how Kyle Pitts is just like an iCarly character. He's a 2000s okay. Nickelodeon character. That's what that name is, Kyle Pitts. I didn't realize at the a draft he wore a Green Bay suit. I didn't realize that that's what he did. It was a green suit with a yellow line all the way down. Do you think Green Bay was going to pick him? That's, I was so confused, too. Does whenever he really I like saw the Packers the... for whatever reason? I mean, he just likes the colors. Well, I don't know if you like green and yellow like that, though. It's like obvious who you're wanting to pick you. Who else colors are those? I don't know. Some, his, his mom probably picked it out for him. Um, but I, again, I like the offense a lot here. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I never sugarcoat it. We, this is hard hitting stuff here. But I like the offense. And the other thing here about Atlanta too, last year rushing wise, their plexiglass is negative three. Their turnover differential is plus three. Their one possession record was two and eight last year. They won three point five less games than expected. They played the toughest schedule in the NFL last year, um, and they actually finished you know, 17th in DVOA despite all that. Their defense was actually better than their offense last year by DVOA too. And a lot of that was because of uh, 
the exotic blitzes and the simulate pressures, that sort of thing that you know, Morris ran that they lost, that they were able to start running once Dan Quinn was fired. Because Dan Quinn just runs that stupid cover three defense. And if you don't have the safety play, and if you don't have that front four pass rush, you can't run that defense at all. And the Falcons haven't haven't really had that all whatsoever. And so here, here comes Dean Pease. You know what Dean Pease does, Taylor? What does he do? He runs the same sort of defense that Raheem Morris was running last year. And Dean Pease has been coaching for like 50 years. He's great at running simulate pressures. He's great at blitzing from everywhere. And so like, even though this defense is pretty talentless, like they have one star in Grady Jarrett. I'll always hold out for Marlon <laughs> Davidson. Um, AJ Terrell has never been good. Like this is his second year, but he wasn't very good last year. Isaiah Oliver kind of had okay last year, had kind of an okay season last year, but he's a former first round cornerback, but he hadn't had a good year before that. Their safeties are Duran Harmon, Eric Harris. That's bad. The only other, the only other two players that are good here is Aluakon and Aluakon rocks. All he does is make plays and then Deion Jones too. And so it's like, it's just a bad defense, you know? Like I know like what Pease is going to do and it's going to work out, I think, you know, pretty well uh, just because of his own acumen. But the talent here is just, uh, it's probably like, you know, bottom bottom five or so in the league. And I completely agree with you. Even though, because didn't they lose their safety in their corner? Yeah, well, Keanu Neal went to Dallas. He's going to play linebacker yeah. there. And then, um, and then their other first-round quarterback, a safety. I think it was Lorenzo. It wasn't Lorenzo Alexander. Ricardo yeah. Allen. Ricardo yeah. Allen. And Ricardo Allen isn't there at all anymore either. I think they both went to Dallas too. Which I bring this up because isn't that great that Dallas just adds two guys from the worst defense of all time? I just think it's fantastic. Well, I, I I like the idea of Cam Neal and Dallas can play that cover three, but they're gonna put him at linebacker. So whenever they go like to nickel, they're gonna put him at linebacker. It's like why did you draft? Parsons then if you're why do you why did you use so much capital on three linebackers if you can't play them in diamond nickel situations it's ridiculous man just ignore it it's okay? insane we know what we're doing we are smarter than you just always remember that but when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons defense man I don't know anybody I mean I got nothing over here I mean I know some Fowler Jr. Ugh, I, he's so I what an awful contract like like that's I just, this is awful. And I think to your point earlier where I was asking the question of even if this offense puts up the 30 points, I just don't think this defense is going to hold any teams under 30, period. So if Atlanta's offense is not able to score a bajillion points, this, they have no shot in any type of game, which is why I just, I've been hearing that Atlanta is supposed to be better this season. I just haven't been able to see this on paper. Yeah, I think it's just well. Yeah, I think it comes down to like the regression stuff, um, and like what I named is why like I'm excited for Atlanta. You know, Ryan back in play action offense that's outside zone base. The regression, Arthur Smith and Dean Pease being here, uh, the offensive line improvement, the defense being good last year and more, and the simulated pressures, the multiple blitz. Is it Raheem Moore or Raheem Morris? I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna say Ra- Raheem. Yeah, it's Raheem. Okay, I know his first name, but his last name. They're both very similar, you know. Always similar. When uh, but it comes to but utilizing a defense that worked out really well last year, and they played too. Like that's the case for Atlanta being better. But yeah, Atlanta, like since their their Super Bowl, after the Super Bowl, they went ten and six, then seven and nine, seven and nine, lashed the bottom out, bottom out of four and twelve. And um, how long do you think this rebuild's gonna take? You think this can be pretty quick in Atlanta, or is this we're gonna have to switch quarterbacks in a year or two? rebuild from the ground up and, and have to go along that way? 
Or could you see Atlanta being a good team as early as 2022? I could see the 2022, but okay, hold on. I don't know this. You know this more. They have all their draft picks, right? Yeah. Okay. And they have two seconds next year too because of Julio. Then, in all honesty, if they are bottom teams, and if I'm then, I would kind of be thinking about tanking. If I'm bottom team here for Atlanta, you could truly then tank to get a quarterback if there's anybody in the draft. I don't know yet. But they so, could so tank. Don't hit the crapper for Rattler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sit on the crapper for the Rattler. Yeah. That's what you do, right? Mm-hmm. But if you were to tank here, you get one of the top QBs, the top QB maybe, if you're bad enough. And then after that pick, you're going all defense. Then, yeah. Because if the offensive line does take that next step, which is what you're saying, and what else you're missing then? A running back? And but those are right, easy to find. Exactly. And exactly. Anybody's always wanting to give. Unlike, unlike love, a running back is easy to find. I don't. <laughs> is this love that I'm feeling? But when it comes to next year, if they were to go that type of route, if they are bad enough this year, I could see them being kind of decent. I think so, too. And I think they could even be decent with Matt Ryan again, too. Because, like, we've seen it so often now where older, like, quarterbacks who used to be elite. I know, but, like, elite quarterbacks, you know, former elite quarterbacks are able to. Well, that's being rude. (laughs) Yes, he was he left in the back of the pickup truck as a as a Matty Ice can, but I think with with older quarterbacks like having success that they have, like he used to be an elite quarterback. Uh, I think he'd be like the 14th best quarterback in this offense next year. You know, I think he'll be pretty good this year too. Like if you need a backup quarterback in fantasy, I think Matt Ryan's a good quarterback to select as well. And like I think they're going to score, they're going to score points. I think the problem here is on the defense and. Yeah, you can rebuild a defense in the offseason, especially if you have yep. a bunch of cap space and you have high draft capital too. Um, one of the other things I'm excited for for Atlanta is I really love Marlon Davidson. And I'm probably like the only person in the world that really loves Marlon Davidson. And so I'm excited how they're going to use a guy who you know, played uh, an interior technique but also stood up as an exterior pass rusher in this DMP's defense. I'm, I'm so excited for this. And you know it's going to happen. It's not going to matter at all. But I'm going to watch for it. I'm going to waste time trying to see it happen. And then it's not going to happen. Be like, well, you know, that's how that's how love works sometimes. You know what? I'm going to believe in you, Matt. I'm going to believe that he's going to be making a play or two. I think he's going to be able to have maybe a sack or two. There's always this chance. I'm not going to be watching that guy, though. Do you know how many points the Falcons have scored this preseason in three games? I'm going to say 25. 30 points. 3, right. 17, and 10. <laughs> Pretty close. Oh, my God. That's all. You know what? But they're not playing anybody. Well, they played uh, Tennessee, Miami. No, no, no. I'm not saying like the teams. I'm saying they're not playing any of their players. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know what they did or didn't do. That's why preseason doesn't matter to me, and that's why I hate preseason. Who is it that they announced the other day that they've never lost a preseason game? Oh, the What's... Ravens. Who cares? Just who cares? It doesn't matter. All right, so look at this impressive run. The Falcons are set to have thirteen million dollars in cap space next year, but they can mm, not really cut anybody to create cap space. (laughs) (laughs) And Matt Ryan has a cap hit of forty million dollars, of forty-eight million dollars next year. Oh my! If they trade or release him, they save eight million dollars. They probably will restructure Grady Jarrett because he has a cap hit twenty-three million. 
Um, same with Jake Matthews. They'll probably just cut. Well, they probably won't cut Dante Fowler, but yeah, they they don't have any cap space next year because Matt Ryan eats up forty eight million dollars. That's why you have to take the Taylor. Never mind. The, the Falcons may be screwed for, no, you for next year too. You will. You. I think you have to trade him next year then, if his cap yeah. is forty eight million dollars. That's you got to save that eight million. <laughs> Take to everything I just said. Take back. They're going to trade Matt Ryan next year. They're going to draft a quarterback. Boom. Um, and then hey, maybe Taylor. 2022, the Falcons are, are kind of sexy, you know. Oh no, they're going to be the up and coming team. You're going to love them next year. This is going to be your young. I team. wanted to love them this year. They're like they're like they're like the Bengals of the NFC for me. Like I really wanted to love the Falcons this year. Oh my God, you and no, this is not the team to watch. You can just maybe watch them if they're playing against your team. But I love otherwise... Arthur Smith, though. You love all coaches this season, okay? Mm, Last show, this show, you're just, uh. By the way, so you know what I love? I bring up one of uh, your love for Campbell with one of our insider sources. Mm-hmm. And you know what his response was? I love Campbell just as much. It was just ridiculous. It's insane. Just How... as much. Just as much. I even said I made the jokes how he comes in middle of the night for a spanking. He's like, I would love for him to Again, there's nothing sexual about it. He does not come in the middle of the night and spank me. He's drunk and he's belligerent and he's upset that the litter box hasn't been scooped out yet. There's no sneaking and spanking. There's no sneaking and sucking or spanking. He said the same thing, though. I'm I'm just disturbed. I'm disturbed. You know, you 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 grew up in a two parent household. You don't know the lore of having a your mom. You're having an awful having your mother have some awful drunk boyfriend. You know who who beat you up. You don't know the lure of it. That's love, yeah. Taylor. Are you gonna say I went to a private school too? No, you didn't go to a private school. <laughs> you went to a, 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 a. I won't say it's all right. So my my cute little prediction you here. You went to the, the same school. My cute little prediction here for the Falcons is that Kyle Pitts has at least 700 receiving yards. That, that's a given. Of course he's going to. Most rookie, there's never been a good rookie tight end. They're always bad the first year. He's not a tight end. He's a receiver. Maybe. We'll see what Arthur Smith has in store. All right. My cute little prediction. It's like what I told you. Matt Ryan's taking a step back here. All right. Ryan, drop off. Big time. I'm talking like I, I, Drew Brees flat tire drop off. I disagree, but we'll see what happens. Uh, the over-under here for Atlanta is seven and a half. Oh, dude, that's easy peasy. Under. What are you going with? I'm going with... Oh, you know what? Because I want them to actually have... I'm going to go with five and 12. So, like, the eighth pick in the draft? Yeah, I know, but I mean, it's a lot of games. Do you really think somebody's going to win only like one or two games out of seven? It's crazy. Games? Yeah, I like, hate seven. That, I hate it. Lot, that's a lot of games, man. I hate it. Uh, I'm going the under two. I'm going seven and ten, though. Oh, you're not going that far under. I like the offense. I think the offense will be good enough that they're going to win some games. And I don't think they're going to be two and eight one-score games, so they're going to be like four and four. They can win three more games on top of that. And they have like an okay schedule. It's not the toughest schedule in football this year. Uh, okay, well, wait. Do they have an okay schedule? Who do they play? You have it? Yeah, I have it. It's it's 15th by DVOA projected. Huh? It's the 15th projected toughest schedule. That's not too bad, Dan. I just, yeah. I don't know, man. I just think Matt Ryan is not going to be able to hold it together. I just have a feeling. it's He's old. 
Yeah, he's so, pretty good though. Yeah. I'm All right. So they play. They play Philly. That's a win at Tampa. At the Giants could be a win. Washington, the Jets, and the UK that should be a win. Bye. At Miami, Carolina should be a win. At New Orleans, at Dallas, revenge game should be a win. New England at Jacksonville, Tampa, at Carolina, at San Francisco, Detroit, at Buffalo, New Orleans. There's like seven winnable games, though. Nah, I only see five. I'm sticking to it. I think I got a good little prediction with that. But, yeah, I would definitely go to Vegas for that bet. Yeah, I would, too. I would I would bet the under on that one. All right, cool. We're on the same page for the under. You need to stop copying my notes at this point, man. It's getting ridiculous. No, but we weren't. Last time we had the exact same scores, though. It's a little bit different this time. So the next team we have here, the Carolina Panthers. Last time we saw the Panthers, they lost a lot of one-score games. They went three and eight one-score games. Um, Their young defense was young. It wasn't very good. They lost Christian McCaffrey early in the season. Teddy Bridgewater couldn't win close games, and uh, they decided to make a quarterback change. And they traded him to Denver for a sixth-round pick. They traded a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick for Sam Darnold. And so now it's the Panthers with a bad offensive line, Sam Darnold, and a young defense here too, while the rest of the team is is kind of the same. They added some more defensive stars, though, um, to top it off on the defensive side of the ball. But the offense is the same. It's just Sam Darnold now. Are you excited for Sam Darnold in Carolina? I am. I'm very much. And we talked you, about are you, So are you on the, the Darnold bus? Well, I, I, I said I was. I said that this is pretty much an unproven guy to me where New York gave him absolutely nothing to be able to work with. And there were type of moments, for God's sake, he beat Dallas, which is so gross, but he did. And that was he the threw first... like one. He threw one deep pass that game. It's still for like he, he had that 88 yard touchdown. And that was it. Remember on his own end zone? He threw that like 98 yard touchdown pass. And that's why y'all lost him. It was great. It's always a great time to be a Dallas fan. But I'm very excited when it comes to this team because I love me some Robbie Anderson, who he is used to. I love me some DJ Moore. I love me some Christian McCaffrey. I'm hoping McCaffrey is going to be able to stay up and healthy. And if so, he's got weapons to work with. This is probably the best team he's ever had around him. For sure. So this is the prove it. This is, I think you're actually better than what you've shown. Do it. So you're buying that he's taking a bath in Carolina. He's rubbing all that. He has a bunch. He has, he's lathered up in Axe body soap right now. He's smelling good. He's irresistible. He's getting that Adam Gay stink off of him. Is that what you're buying right now? I'm buying that he is wearing the Sex Panther right now because that's what he's <laughs> all about this year. It's being sexy and sixty. Is that what we're gonna call Sam Darnold this year, the Sex Panther? Yeah, because he's going to be sexy 60% of the time, every time. Uh, so that's, he's, He completes 60% of his passes every time. There it is. So I'm actually pretty big on him. I think this team is going to be really decent, and you're going to hate that because that's also going to be a shot at your boy Teddy. It, okay, well, <laughs> it doesn't matter because he's playing for a different team right now, and it doesn't matter. Uh all right, so would you rather have Sam Darnold or Carson Wentz? I would rather have Sam Darnold. Okay. I would rather take my So you think the Panthers him. made the better trade than the Colts did? Yes, I would completely agree with that. And that's because, Matt, me watching Wentz last year, we talked, we talked. The whole – I watched – I think he's down. cursed right now too. He had the foot injury. He got COVID last week, you know. 
He stared down a guy for like nine seconds coming out of space, and he just let himself get tackled. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen, which is why I can never believe in Wentz that much, even though he's with the coach that he loves. I just, I like Darnold. I think Darnold, this is a prove it. I think this offense is going to be really exciting to watch, and they would be able to win those close games this year. Because isn't it to your point that usually switches? Yeah, usually does. Uh-huh. And again, it's another shot at Teddy. Uh, so I think there's one big problem here. This what offensive line is awful. <laughs> it could hold it. They should call it, could... it they should call it an offensive line because it's awful. You don't love some Or, no, or how about how about an offensive line because it's offensive how bad it is. No, man. Cameron Irving, you got awful. so You watched him in Dallas last year. Awful. Matt Paradis. He well, hasn't yeah. been good in Carolina. This comes to a big contract. Pat Affline blocked from for the Jets. Awful. Now here he is in Carolina. Still awful. Taylor John Miller's Mon- okay. He's really big, but he hasn't had like a really good year yet. And Taylor Modden's the best player that they have. And he's starting right tackle instead of that. They haven't moved him to the left yet either. So this is terrible. And so that's the problem here with Darnold. Last year, the Jets, he was pressured on 33% of his dropbacks. He had DVOA of negative 70.8%. He's bad against pressure. He's going to be under a lot of pressure this year. It's going to be a lot of screen passes. That's the yeah. only way I think Darlene's going to be able to do anything. And one of the things the Panthers did last year at Teddy is they ran a lot of screen passes, and the screen passes weren't good. And this offensive line can't block screen passes either, so get ready for that. Um, <laughs> here are the projected stats for Darnold. Are you ready for it? Yeah, I love these projected stats. I think they've only been right like one time. Well, you don't know until next year. 62.5% completion percentage, 22 touchdowns to 13 receptions, 4,144 yards, 6.2 net yards of pass, and a DVOA of negative 11.3%. That's a below average quarterback. Yeah, that is. That That's is like the exactly. 24th best quarterback right there. I was going to say, they're not really blowing him up there. I'm actually going to disagree because I would hope he's going to be better because if he's not better than that, this is going to be a really bad team. And the other thing here with Darnold, that like my biggest concern about Darnold is the offensive line. But the other thing here that's bizarre is that he's gotten worse every year of his career. But are you really blaming him for that? I mean, yeah, he's out there playing. You, so you're truly blaming him for that? But I'm like, I'm saying it's still the same head coach he was under, a similar offense, you know, but every year he's gotten worse. How many head coaches did he have? Just Gase. That's all he had? Yeah. But he's a terrible head coach, right? Yeah, he's awful. Okay. So let's kind of give Sam Darnold a shot here because I think that he's going to be able to show something. And I think you're just hating because you truly need him to be worse than Teddy. I I don't need him to be. I think that's what you're just relying on this entire season. Because if Carolina's good, you're going to have a horrible year. No, I want Carolina to be good. I like Carolina. I love their defense. I love their skilled players. I love everything about this team except for their offensive line and Sam Darnold. You are such a liar. The only thing I like about Sam Darnold here is that his tight end's Dan Arnold. So we got Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold connection coming up. I can't wait for that. No, it the better thing it's is Darnold that, to Arnold. That's that's true. But he also has two Moors on his team. So D- hey, DJ and David. That's all you need. A more D more. And then the, there's also been a lot of a uh, hot fantasy talk about Terrence Marshall Jr., who's like a tall outside receiver too. 
Eh, are you kind of big on that? I don't know. I've never watched him play before, but Me I'm, just, I'm just saying it to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to hold you to that one. I just haven't seen, so I can't really say much right now, but I'm sure he is big. Um, so defensively, I love this defense. It's so, it's did. young. It's beautiful. This is... uh, their cornerbacks are Dante Jackson, J.C. Horn. Who cares who their their third and fourth cornerbacks are? We're gonna get some A.J. Boye probably like week three or so once he gets back from suspension. But he's been bad the last two years. Their safeties are Justin Burris and Jeremy Chin. And Jeremy Chin plays linebacker sometimes too. Uh, he's he's awesome to watch. Linebackers are Shaq Thompson, Denzel Perriman, and Hassan Reddick. This this team probably would have won. I don't know. Seven games last year if they had a competent run-stopping linebacker. So here, Whitehead was terrible. Uh, the other guy, they their his backup was awful at stopping the run. And it was really just because they're bad linebacker play. And Reddick's there as a, a strong side linebacker too. And their defensive line rotation is really deep. It's Brian Burns. He's going to have probably 13, 14 sacks this year finally. It's uh, Derek Brown, who's the new ver- who's like uh, the new version of Fletcher Cox. It's Daquan Jones, a great run-stopper. Morgan Fox, who... You know, Fett ate a lot uh, playing next to Aaron Donald, but backing up the backing them up, they have Davion Nixon, Bravion Roy, and Yeter Grossmata. So like, this is an eight deep pass rush rotation. There's nobody here older than like 28, I think, except for Perriman. Um, and there's a lot of young cornerstones too. So I, I love this defense, and I think this could be you know, maybe a top 10 defense this year already. I'm gonna completely agree with you because when it man, I can't believe that they still have J.C. Horn. That's just, I want a cornerback. That's all I wanted. Well, I them can't... them and Denver both were like, we could draft a quarterback, but, but we're going cornerback instead. And Denver made sense because Denver has to play against Patrick Mahomes, you know, for the next 15 years or so. Um, Carolina, you know, it's a little bit different, but. Well, and that's the thing. It will, we just talked about him. They decided to go with Sam Darnold instead. So that's why they decided, hey, let's just improve our defense, which I'm excited for it. I think this secondary is just going to be insane to watch, which in the passing league now, you would think that this is going to be a step above everybody. I want it. How That's do I, get, great. I, how do I get this defense? Uh, and you you be bad for, for three years and draft defense in the years. first round every year instead of just drafting dumb linebackers? <laughs> He's not dumb. He's fine, okay? His mom cheers for him in the crowd. I love it. But when it comes to J.C. Horn, I've always wanted. And I agree whenever it comes to even their front. Wait, you said eight? They're that eight they have eight. Good God. I just think they're going to be able to get after the quarterback. You're not going to be able to throw much against them. This is going to be scary. So it's just coming down and the, to and the if run defense gonna... should be greatly improved also. So what do you think is going to be able to beat this team? Just the offense and the offensive line. Do you think that's just what's going to? I think blow Donald's it? just going to. He's just turnover prone. I just <laughs> like I, I this <laughs> offensive like this offense is all based on their skill players. You know. You're blaming this all on Donald. It's Donald so, plus the offensive line. I think this team is going to be pretty damn decent, and I'm actually expecting them to make a step forward and be much better than what they were last season. I hope they I do. Just, I just wish they them. didn't have Donald. Christian McCaffrey, though, I'm wondering if he's going to be able to hold up. Do you think that's going to be able to be a factor for him? Uh, I think he's going to be fine. He's he's Marshall Falk is who he is. I think he'll be all right. Marshall Falk. 
you know, usually those things don't end up well, though, most of the time. You don't think so? No, I don't ever think so. By the way, I just want to keep looking at highlights of J.C. Horn. That's all I want to keep doing. Yeah, he has a great body. It's, well, they should... He's just insane to watch. And all I want is to be able to have a corner such as that. I'm not allowed to have those nice things. And instead, I get to watch the Carolina Panthers this season because this will actually be a team that I'm going to enjoy, unlike the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, what was the name of that cornerback from LSU that you really won the Cowboys to take and they took? <laughs> I have, hold on. It's... Hold on. Yeah, playing like eight years or so. Man, it's I'm blanking right now because of how angry it made me. Yeah, well, I'll I'll have to look up it a little bit here. Um, yeah, I I love the Panthers. I want the Panthers to be good, but I don't like the offensive line. I don't like Darnold behind a bad offensive line. We've seen this before for the last three years. All right, close your eyes. Imagine this, okay? Imagine this version of the Carolina Panthers. But their quarterback is Teddy Bridgewater. That's a great team right there. Oh, that's my a really God. good football this team. This is so depressing. You are making me upset because of how depressing this is. That you are just wanting to make Sam Darnold look so bad, and you're wanting to blow Teddy up to something special. You are hoping for. Such I'm not saying Teddy special. I'm saying he can be the 16th best quarterback. Donald's all Donald has shown that he's the the 24th best quarterback. You're wearing a Teddy T-shirt right now. That's no, how it's in the it's in the closet. I do need to get a new one though. All right, so you right. ready for my cute little prediction? Hold on, for your cute little prediction, Morris Claiborne. There it is. <laughs> oh, there is your cornerback. That was who you wanted. That was your guy. Man, we were on vacation. I was so excited. I've never been more excited. And it and, was like nine years ago. And then I found out he couldn't read a book. Ugh. Bad, right, so so my, my cute little prediction, Teddy Bridgewater is better than Sam Darnold oh by D-Y-A-R and D-V-O-A this year. Oh, my God. They're in a similar – I think like both offenses are similar. They have great skill players, but Teddy has a better offensive line. I think their defenses are very similar too, except Carolina's is younger too. Um, but yeah, I'm going Bridgewater's better than Darnold, DYAR, and DVOA. You know what? I'm going the opposite. Put me down for the opposite. The opposite? That's, yes. My, All right. Yes, that's what this is. You're making it. I can't believe you're biased right now. Oh my God. Well, I, bet you a, a, I, bet you, I bet you a Texas Roadhouse dinner that Bridgewater's okay. better than Darnold this year. Okay, deal. Deal. Usually I lose bets with you. Usually I'm not confident. This one, I'm extremely confident. I'm extremely confident on this one, too. (laughs) I'm glad we both are. So the over-under here, seven and a half. I'm taking the under. I'm going seven and ten. I'm taking the over. I'm going nine and eight. Nine and eight. All right. I can't believe you. You make me so sick. Well, I don't understand mostly about their off uh, their off season. It was like the first week of it, and free agency period kicks off, and like, boom, we got Cam Irving and we got Pat Eiflin. Let's go. That was a like right away. That's what they did. It's like they're bad. They're awful. Why is this the big decision you're making? I would not be surprised if they try to find, um, if they try to find some 
of these like veteran free agents on the market right now to come in and play offensive line for them? Well, I, I'm. Are they really that bad? Because <laughs> yeah. I. You watch Cam Irving in Dallas. I have to watch now. Now I may be scared a little bit, but no, they shouldn't be that bad when you're just relying on screen passes. I think Pat Eiflin's like five foot nine when he plays guard. No, he always looks really tiny on the field. Stop! That can't be possible at all because you can't be. That's only two. That's only two, three inches taller than me. He weighs two hundred ninety-five pounds. He's an offensive guard. He's five nine. He's not five nine, but he weighs two ninety five. Well, that's not that bad. It's just five. He should weigh like oh, he weighs three oh five now. He's six three three oh five. Okay, Matt, that's pretty big. No, it's not for an offensive guard. How big are they supposed to be? Like three twenty. Tell him to get ten more pounds. How's he? He can't push anybody around. You push some people if you're strong enough. It's been he's been elite for like seven years, and he's never been good. So the next team we have here, the New Orleans Saints. Oh, the last God. time we saw the Saints, Jared Cook fumbled because he was stripped. He was stripped by Antoine Winfield. Drew Brees fell behind. He couldn't throw his way back into it. And the Saints, despite leading the NFL in DVOA once again, um, blew it in the postseason once again, like they had the previous three seasons. Drew Brees retired this offseason, and the Saints are turning to the one and only Jameis Winston to turn this team around. So we got Tamus this year. We got Jameis and Taysom Hill uh, rotating there in the backfield. Have you bought in yet on the Jameis Winston experience, the post-LASIK Jameis Winston experience in New Orleans? Can I just say this? You're hopping on my bandwagon now. All right. I said that this was still a top five seventeen. I said I think that's high. I, I would not say top five, top seven. I would. I, That's in good. The I'm NFC, glad. In the NFC, I would easily say. Oh well, yeah, that. I think this is a playoff team. Yeah, easily because I the NFC is so wide open for me this season, and I think New Orleans could easily be in that top five area easily. But when it comes down to it, I like it, and it seems like Taysom Hill just wasn't good. Like he just didn't look as good as Jameis, especially when you see that Jameis missed like two passes the entire preseason so far. You have to be able to just go with that guy. He he has been really, really damn good. And now that he has a team around him where a coach is going to be able to develop plays to protect the ball for him. I think I, that's the biggest thing. Because like Bruce yeah. Arians offense with Jameis was like, hey, our defense is bad. You're going to throw the ball 45 times deep downfield. And like, yeah, he's look, you got to crack a couple of eggs to make an omelet, you know? Yeah, throw yeah, throw five interceptions to throw seven touchdowns sometimes, and that was kind of the experience that Jameis had at Tampa. But um, yeah, I, I I love it too, and I think the kind of thing about New Orleans this year was that because of their cap situation, they lost you know four or five starters. They lost Norris Jenkins, they lost Sheldon Rankins, they lost Trey Hendrickson, they lost Emmanuel Sanders, they lost Jared Cook, they lost Josh Hill, they lost Alex Anzalone. And just because of their cap situation, but by doing so and getting Jameis here starting quarterback, I think they're gonna have better quarterback play this year. And I think like Jameis being here is gonna like starting quarterback is gonna balance out kind of like the loss of depth they had throughout their defense and offense too. I agree. I'm expecting their offense to be able to put up points. It's just the problem that we've more, kind of more than just like throwing Alvin Kamara also because that was all Drew Brees did last year. He just dumped off to Alvin. 
Matt, we saw in the playoffs is that they had to pull him out in order to throw the ball a certain distance. Oh, yeah, he got yeah he got cucked a few times, so Taysom could come in and throw the ball downfield for him. so bad. Oh. It happened in the Minnesota game they lost two years ago also. Oh, God, it's so awful to hear that word. Do you remember that wild card round loss they had? Where they, they where Drew, Yeah, they lost yeah. to Minnesota home, and Drew Brees is just crushed by interior pressure, and he couldn't throw the ball 10 yards. And they bring Taysom Hill in to throw a 30-yard pass. Yes, and that's all you needed to know. And I get that New Orleans fans wanted to hold on. Thank God that Drew Brees last season turned to Jameis, though, because that's also the reason why you had to go with him. He didn't turn to Taysom Hill and say, this is your team. He said it to Jameis, mm-hmm. meaning that he is the next guy to come up. It is now his team. And I like that he's at least going to have Alvin Kamara so that – even though he doesn't have truly a top wide receiver, but hey, who knows? He doesn't Trey have Watt. a single wide receiver. No, Traquan Smith was. It's Traquan Smith breakout season. This is this better be the breakout season. I'm going to agree. I'm, I'm excited to do that all over this week. Traquan Smith had five catches for 40 yards. There's no Watch way out. I, man, I think he's going to actually be really good this season. I'm putting my money. Oh, I'm going to have that as my that this is my prediction that he is going to have a breakout season. There you go. Not five catches, 40 yards. That's nothing. By the way, what's going on with Michael Thomas? I guess his ankles screwed up still, and he came back in the last year, and he really wouldn't, but he's like, they wanted me to help Drew try to win the title. So I came back before I was ready is what he said. So, but do they like him? I don't know what's going on. I don't think they like each other at this point. I think they're trying to get rid of him and hopefully he gets healthy so then they can trade his ass. It just seems like it's not a good relationship at this point. And I don't even know if that he, if he would work with Winston because he's not really a I mean, he, I, Yeah, but he runs a lot of slants and stuff, though. I mean, he just runs slant after slant yeah, after slant. It's like how DeAndre Hopkins is used in Arizona. Oh, it's another out route. Oh, it's another curl route. Unless it's a Hail Mary pass because we didn't do anything else for the rest of the game and he somehow pulls it down and wins the game yeah, because he's the greatest that, of all time. That's our best offensive weapon. Our best play is running vertical routes with him. But no, let's run outs and slants and curls over and over again. But exactly. I mean, like, Michael Thomas is just easy offense. It's like Alvin Kamara. They're easy offense, you know? Um, and so, like, that's what, that's what James, I think, was missing in Tampa, like we mentioned. Like, Goblin and Evans and... Um, and O.J. Howard, and those guys were all vertical-based, you know? And so he didn't have, like, short, easy kind of quick throws to make. And this one thinks that Sean Payton's great at. He's great at creating easy throws and easy offense, too, for his quarterback. Um, so, Jameis Winston, let's play a game here. You ready? I love games. It's called over-under. You ready? Okay, here we go. All right, 30 touchdowns. Over. 20 interceptions. Ooh. Can I say even? Okay. What about 15? I'm gonna, okay, I'm what about over. 15? Would you, over 20? I'm going to say over 20. God, I hope so. Uh, 30 sacks. No. No. Under. Okay. I would say I would say over, under, under. Yeah, well, for sure, under. No, no. Under 20 interceptions? I think 15 interceptions this year. No. <laughs> 15 would be a great, like 35 touchdowns, 15 interceptions would be great for Jameis. By the way, the only reason why I said even is because I do think it's going to be like 20, 21, 22 when it comes to the picks. I don't think it's going to be something extravagant, but I think That's it's extravagant. Gonna... No, 20 is not. Like 10 a lot in the NFL nowadays. I think it's going to have like 38 TDs and 20 picks. That's good. I like it. <laughs> 5,000 yards passing. 
That's what he's going to do. It's going to be a lot of passes to Kamara with some of the situations, but Kamara pulls trucks in the offseason, so who cares? Yeah, I guess maybe he's Marshall Falk. Well, they both are. Kamara and McCaffrey. Well, I think Kamara's a better Aaron Jones, and then McCaffrey's Marshall Falk. And Um, do you think that they would be using Kamara the same, or do you think he's going to be more used as a like wide receiver in this case because they don't have they put him at the slot sometimes they use him as a slot receiver already so yeah i can definitely see that you can do anything um their offensive line is great too but so which wide receiver do you think is going to actually be a wide receiver for this team traquan smith kawan baker marquez callaway chris hogan little jordan humphrey troy montgomery traquan smith kevin white or Aesop winston jr traquan smith it's either two it's either two it's Traquan Smith, which is my watch this season, but the other one would be Callaway for sure. Yeah, either one. I hope it's Traquan. We've been waiting a long time for it. <laughs> you have been waiting for two seasons. This would be the third season for it. Um, are you worried about Michael Thomas's injury and Cameron Jordan getting a little bit older now? No, I'm not worried about the Michael Thomas injury because, again, I just – don't think that he's going to be around. I don't think they like each other. I think that the moment he becomes healthy, they're going to try to trade him for something. And when it comes to Cameron Jordan, I do worry about that. That is another year for him. Even though he is fantastic most of the time, he's usually the guy that's stopping everything, sacking the quarterback, blocking. Uh, it's another year on him. Okay. That's, and that's the only thing that I'm worried about. Yeah, I mean, last year was like the first year he didn't have more than 10 sacks. But he had a ton of pressures, and Trey Hendrickson was the one who had all the sacks for him. Um, the other thing that, like, why well, I'm not that concerned about the Saints losing, losing a bunch of defensive players like they did this offseason is that they always find guys. You know what I mean? It's kind of like how Los Angeles, sure. the Rams work too, where you know, they just draft well and they develop and they coach well. And then they draft well like in the later rounds in the draft too. So I don't know who, you know, I don't, I don't know who... Paulson Adebo is or Pete Weaver is or whatever else you know but the Saints that being said like they they're able to turn these later on picks into good players we saw with CJ Gardner Johnson you know recently uh, Marcus Williams was a second round pick and he's been really great too for him Zach Baum was a second round pick you know last year uh, he's gonna play some of the weak side linebacker and we'll see how that goes too um, but I just think like they they just are always good at just kind of finding guys out of nowhere to fill in this defense and play really well and the other thing, too, is Marshall Lattimore was really bad last year. And so I'm expecting a bounce-back nice. season for him, too. I think that will help out a lot. There is concerns about this defensive line not being very deep at all, uh, especially Cam Jordan being a year older, too. But they just find guys at those spots, you know? And so I'm not I'm not that concerned. If it was um, a team more built around talent um, that lot, that had like a, a, seeping, a seepage like this, I would be worried about, about them entering this season just because of their cap situation. But uh, with New Orleans this year, though, I feel good about it. I, I, I'm so-so because I think – is Lattimore – Lattimore is the one that talks so much, correct? They all kind of do. Oh, my God. And that's what I hate about this freaking team is their secondary. Yeah, I remember all of them now. <laughs> Either way, when it comes down to it, oh, God, they make me sick. They talk so much crap. And that's where they've even followed Michael Thomas. See, now it's all coming back. But with this defense, I think it's going to be okay. I agree that you would hope that Lattimore has a bounce back season because he wasn't that good. I mean, he just, he would be, he couldn't do one on one, it seemed. 
it just seemed like that anybody that he was going up against would be able to make catches. Yeah. It wasn't much. But when it comes down to being able to put pressure on the quarterback, that's the only thing I'm truly worried about. Do you really think they're going to be able to bring in a lot of guys that are going to be able to do that? They just always do, you know? I just... Like, even they lost Sean Rankins two years ago, they were able to... Um, I'm I'm expecting a big year for Marcus Davenport. I think he'll, I think he's going to be awesome this year. Title is pretty good in the interior. Huggins is more of a run stopper. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the concern is how good their front four pass rush is going to be. But I do think they're going to probably blitz more this year. Demario Davis is a great blitzer. Um, Quan Alexander actually ended up staying here. He's been a good blitzer in years past. But like Zach Bond should hypothetically be a good blitzer. He played outside linebacker in Wisconsin. And now he's playing a 4-3 outside linebacker role. And so it'll be interesting to see where he fills in here too because he's a former, former third-round pick. Um, but he was you know, kind of touted as being like a fringe first-round you know, or second-round sort of player. So, uh, uh, That's the only thing that I'm truly concerned because I love the offense more than anything, and I think they're going to be able to put up points, especially with the coach. So do you think Sean Payton is just going to die here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess so. He, I wish that Jerry would have just been able to keep him and understand that that would have been the offensive coordinator to be able to move up into that position. Because now Saints don't, to your point, they always find the guys to be able to put in. So even with the defense missing certain things, if they even get better in certain areas on that defensive side, then this is now going to turn into a great team. Yeah. So if you then have that coach, I want that. I have to listen to some guy talk about Austin Powers, talk about lightning storms and how there's money on the field. I don't want to listen it to this all, guy. It always comes back to Dallas. How does anybody listen to this guy? How does anybody respect this guy? And what do you mean it comes back to Dallas? Of course it does. It has to. I have to deal with this. I hate it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very excited for the Saints this year and the other thing about the NFC South, I know we got done talking about Carolina already, but the NFC South plays the AFC East and the NFC East this year. And so, like, there could be three playoff teams from this division, if, if you mentioned, like, if Sam Darnold is better than Teddy Bridgewater. Um, like, the door is open for there to be three playoff teams here just because the West, they play the toughest schedules in football. Um, and so it's going to be hard. I don't know. I think it's going to be hard for three West teams to make the postseason this year. I would completely agree with that. And, well, not completely. I just think it's going to be hard. Yeah, it is going to be a little difficult. Because they, they have the toughest schedules this year in the West. Man, I can't believe that I have to play against all of these teams. What did I do to deserve that? It just I means th- that it's an 8 1 team is going to win the East this year. Again? <laughs> yeah. So 7 9 is going to be 8 and 9 this year. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, yes, they're going to actually have a good little winning record here, and it's just being able... Do you think this team can go up against Tampa, though? Uh, until, I don't know. Well, they did last year. They swept Tampa until the postseason happened. Weird how that happens. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I don't know. It's it's really my gear. The weird thing here is, like, I, I just don't know who the Saints are fully going to be on offense until Thomas is back. I guess that's fair. I just don't think they're going to keep Thomas. I think well, they would... he's going to be here this year. They may not keep him maybe next year or something like that, but he's going to be here all year long. No, they're going to trade him. They're not going to trade him this year. They're going to trade him. No. Somebody offers you a one for him, you're going to trade him? 
I don't think you might as well offer a one for him. I think they would take a two. I don't think so. I think they'd take a two. They're going to keep him this year. They're they're in on this team, you know. I do think they kind of feel like now they were let by, they you know, breeze as good as he was, and in certain ways they were kind of stuck with him, and they couldn't break out. They they're just they couldn't do anything past fifteen yards with breeze, and so <laughs> I do think they're like all in on this year. They have a deep team. This has been the most complete roster from two to fifty three in the NFL for the last three seasons, you know. And now they lost in that depth, but I think they got better the quarterback position though. Completely agree, especially if you look up the video clip of Jameis being able to go through. Have you seen the drill where he's just like holding? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just going through the different things. He looks good. It's so funny seeing it. And they're just like swiping at the ball, He's, but he's not throwing it. Yeah, because so, don't fumble it, Jameis. That's all this I mean, is. also, like he's he always he took a ton of sacks in Tampa trying to make the big plays all the time. And I think New Orleans will do a better job of kind of weaning him off that off that tit. So okay. my uh, my cute little prediction here is that it's Marcus Davenport breakout season. So I'm expecting like you know somewhere between eight to ten sacks from him, like twenty quarterback hits, thirty five pressures. Um, I think he's gonna be phenomenal this year. My cute little prediction: it's Traquan Smith breakout year. All right, I'm saying, always a year early, so we're seeing a thousand yards. All right, I love it. Yeah. I'm always a year early, so we'll... Uh, you would know you were two years early. You can't I, see it. I said no, last year's Traquan Smith season. Yeah, no, you said the year before. You said the year before. No, it was last two. year. Last year's Traquan Smith watch. You've said it for two, not one. You've said it for two. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, this is the third. Don't listen to the archives. So, <laughs> the over-under here for the Saints is nine. I'm taking the over. I think it's a lock. I'm going 11-6. and six. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the over here, especially with them going up against the NFC East. So I'm going to... And the AFC East. I don't want to copy you. All right. You know what? I'm going to go crazy here. 12 and 5. All right. I like it. But this is a sure lock. Let's go to Vegas for this division. Me too. I think... All right. Once once we finish this, we'll come up with our locks, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk to our bookie, and we'll see if we can... You know, put some money down, and then we would be better off just like buying shares of Cloudflare instead, anyways. But oh my God, here we go with the shares. Listen, man, I blow my money on comic books. I'm just saying it's we have to wait six months to get paid out, anyways. So why uh, you know it's a it's a bad investment. I get that's true too. Yeah, you know I mean that's what sucks about those is you know it takes so long to get paid out. So, but they're fun. <laughs> so the last the last team here, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um. I don't know. They had Giovanni Bernard. They lost. <laughs> they lost Joe Haig, their sixth offensive lineman. They lost Andrew Adams. They lost Kevin Minter. They lost LaShawn McCoy. They lost Brian Smith. They drafted another a linebacker in the first round because uh, to replace Levante David eventually, which is hilarious. Uh, Kyle Trask was drafted in the second round. They won the Super Bowl. They won eight straight games last year to end the year. It's the same team. It's the exact same team. It's the same thing again this year. Um, they're going to give it, they're running it back as like purely as you possibly can as well too. I don't really, I don't really have a whole lot to say about the bucks, you know, uh, man, I'm completely with you. I don't know what you want to talk about considering <laughs> this is the exact same team that we talked about last season. And, but we, I feel like we both agree here. This team from top to bottom to me, if healthy, it's going to run it back. So with them being as good as they are, and if Tom is still going to be Tom, 
it's just amazing to me because they're truly taking guys like Leonard Fournette and they're making like it work. Where then Ronald Jones, who has not kind of proven himself like he should have, is still able to contribute. And it's because Tom allows everybody to contribute. Tom is what people like to call Jesus. And I think in the football world, Tom just can't be beat. And everybody is just jealous of this team because nobody else is allowed to keep all of the same players. And Tom Brady was. Yeah, I see what you mean by that. And like, I mean, even the Fournette thing too, he he was bad during he was bad during the regular season, you know, and then the playoffs came around, he completely took off. And Ron Jones is the primary back throughout the majority of it too. Um, so it's like I don't it's kinda of like a weird balance there between it. But yeah, it's I think last year was kinda of too perfect though, with what happened. Yeah, they were kinda of like stuck in the middle of the pack. There's that chance where they could maybe miss the postseason. It's a Green Bay. And well, I know that I know that, but I'm saying like then they beat Minnesota, and then once they beat Minnesota, they won that huge run. They won at Atlanta, they won at Detroit, they beat Atlanta again, they won at Washington, at New Orleans, at Green Bay, and Kansas City. They probably won like one of the toughest stretches too in the postseason to win a championship as well, being New Orleans, Green Bay, and Kansas City like they did. And they were all on the road too until they played the Super Bowl at home, and then win the Super Bowl at home too, and with the Tom Brady situation. It was almost like it was almost fixed. Like it was too perfect, you know. It was really like a, a Disney sort of tale. It was, and at this point, I just want him to win ten, just because nobody will ever touch that, like ever in anybody's lifetime. I think he might even touch seven. No, I think people would have to. No, yeah. no I'm saying like throughout like history, history. Like we're talking a hundred years from now. I think somebody would get. Yeah, close. even I don't think seven's ever be touched. I want ten though. That's, well, that's, what that's like the Montreal Canadiens sort of thing. That's what I want to be able to see something that nobody will ever even sniff. It's going to be just something great to watch this season because with the weapons also coming back, do you think Antonio Brown is going to take another step forward and just be even better? I No, I think they, they have Antonio at a good spot. Or they, they do? Well, like I just mean like you don't want to have Antonio do too have too much of the offense, you know. They're like, like, look, we'll give him six hundred yards, okay? But anything more than that, he's gonna get too crazy. He's gonna get too wild and crazy if he has, you know, seven hundred receiving yards or whatever it is. Um, and so I think I think they won't they won't let him do anything more than that, you know. So you're saying that they're holding him back in order to contain the crazy because if he gets a certain amount of yards, that means that something kicks in like a drug that's like um number one and he starts wearing the yes, hat. Yes, exactly. Like, the interviews. <laughs> you think that there's He some starts type- freezing the bomber's feet off, you know. Seven hundred yards Antonio Brown. What? Oh once you start getting to a thousand, he starts he starts getting a little too crazy, you know. I completely agree. Uh, do you think Mike Evans, though, and Tom Brady develop a better relationship where then Mike Evans becomes a better receiver? I mean, Mike Evans is always 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns. I'm, Every year of his career. It doesn't matter I, I, who it is. It's been like five seasons, I I think. Like every, every year of his career, he's had at least 1,000 yards. Do you think, though, because Mike Evans, for me, wasn't something like great, great. I'm saying this season, does he turn into something great, great, where it's top three? Um, uh, I don't know. I think I think there's too many mouse, you know. Look between him and Godwin and OJ Howard's gonna be healthy again this year, and he's never gonna go away. 
and Gronk and Cameron Braid and I just think there's too many malice for like I think Evans is good where he's at. I think God I think I think they just know like yeah they're gonna I think Evans can be better as far as like running shorter routes that sort of thing. But he's a vertical receiver and Scotty Miller also you can't forget Scotty Miller either. I think there's too many malice for Evans to have like a 1500 yard like 12 touchdown season. That's what I'm saying, man. I think that's what's going to be close. This team is nasty. I know. Hey, hey speaking of be, speaking of being a year too early, I was a year too early in the Bucks. Also, what are you talking about? You're a year too early. Well, last year. What do we mean last year? What did you say last year about them? I, well, I was saying how with Jameis, they're going to be a playoff team next year. Oh my god, they're going to be a playoff team next year, and they oh, switch him out yeah. for Tom, and they win a Super Bowl, oh. and I couldn't even fully enjoy it. You know, what? they would have won the Super Bowl with Jameis last year. It's... They would have. Facts. Cold hard facts. There's no cold hard facts. You're absolutely crazy. They would have won a Super Bowl Jameis. It's this easy. Jameis would have put the ball in a harm's way while Tom wouldn't. It's that simple, which is why they would not have won the Super Because all Tom does in the playoffs is not make a mistake. That's his entire game is he's just not going to screw it up. Jameis in the playoffs would be like, I got to do it. I got to do it. And then he would throw it and it's picked. That's the no, difference, right then and there. I think we've been fine with him. I don't even want to insult Jameis because I just talked about how I think he's going to be good this year. Traquan Smith watch, but now you're just having to bring it up, just like the Teddy and Sam Donald. You got a lot of hatred going on with quarterbacks here. I don't have hatred at all. I just it wasn't it. It could have been it could have been Fines. sweeter. Uh, but yes, yeah, the same coaching staff here too. So they're projected when eleven point one games, just most in the NFL. They have the. 30th hardest schedule. So the second easiest schedule this year, too. They get to play the AFC East and NFC East also, by the way. They have, they're projected to have the highest DVOA at the same time, too. Um, The only thing last year they were lucky about is they're the healthiest team in the NFL. And so, you know, that may, they may be a little bit more hurt this year. And they don't have a lot of depth at all either. This team is real, real stars and scrubs also. But the stars are so good that even if they lose a guy or two, like we kind of saw last year with Alex Kappa and Ali Marpet getting hurt. That really didn't matter because everything else they had on the outside. I think they can handle injuries just because of how their their skills overlap too. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's I it's YOLO. It's running back. It's the same team all over again. It's the most talented roster in the NFL uh, and the greatest quarterback of all time. But really the only question here for the Bucks is Tom Brady, 65.7% completion percentage, 4,633 yards, 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 25% DVOA, 1,518 DYAR, a top five quarterback last year. Do you think this is finally the year that Tom Brady drops off? I'd say that he's still a top 10 quarterback this season, but I don't think he's going to be top five quarterback this season. Okay. And I mean, I mean top 10, like he's going to be probably like seven. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I don't. I mean, like he was just so good last year. Like there was that one little stretch where he was kind of bad, where he was like missing receivers and they didn't know exactly where they're going to be at. But I don't know. Like that. I guess he could probably even be better just because it's another year in this offense that this group of guys and this coach and guys and they changed their offense too uh, later in the year. They used a lot more play action. They used a lot more pre snap motion. Things that Bruce Arians doesn't typically do either. And they really kind of came together in the second half of the year when those eight straight games also like, I think he could be even better this year. Yeah. It's insane. It's 
you like how many mouths there are to feed. So you would think that another year underneath the belt is just going to improve them. And you know Tom Brady is just controlling the offense now at this point. He had to go, hey, hey, I'm going to win you a Super Bowl. Just let me do what I want to do, which is something Jameis would never do, which is why you just contradicted your point, by the way, because that wasn't Bruce that made that decision. That was Tom, and you know that, which means Jameis would have just continuously thrown picks, proving that he would not have won last year the Super Bowl. Look, I'm not, I'm not saying Jameis would have been better than Tom. I'm saying he would have won a Super Bowl also. You're saying that they won a Super Bowl? Yeah, they would have. No, I still think have. Tom Brady would be better than Jameis was last year. It just year. goes back to them changing their offense. They wouldn't have done that with Jameis. Maybe so. I don't know. They would have said Jameis play action. He would have said who? Huh? Am, <laughs> I, am I on a movie set right now? <laughs> am I in Hollywood? Where am I? Stage right. I thought Disney World was over there. Oh, God. That so uh, who's your favorite Tampa Bay defender? Devin White, it's not even close. Yeah. It's not even close. I think he's going to be a monster this season, too. I think he's going to even be You know, better. he had nine sacks last year. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> going to have 12 this season. I think he's going to destroy everybody. Mine's uh, Antoine Winfield. Really? Yeah. Well, because mm-hmm. like, when I was doing all that, uh, watching all those pass rushers two years ago, I, I watched a ton of Big Ten like games because of it. And every time I watch him, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? This guy's awesome. And Tim Bay drafted him in the second round, so I was excited to kind of check him out as he went on. And all he did was make plays. And also, he did that thing last year where he peace-signed Tyreek Hill after Tyreek Hill peace-signed him in that regular season matchup, and that was awesome. And so uh, I, I love Winfield. Um, do you think we're going to see a Super Bowl repeat? Do you think it's be Tampa, Kansas City? Yes. Until proven otherwise, I'm just going to have to say yes. Because I just don't see anybody in the NFC. I'll put it to you that way. And the AFC, I think, is damn good. I just, until you prove me otherwise against Kansas City, I'm just going to believe that they're going to go. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Tampa, it's like they're better than Green Bay. Yeah. Like, go in the they're NFC. Probably, so they're probably going to be better than New Orleans. They, yeah. They're a bad matchup for San Francisco. You know what I mean? They're probably I mean I don't think Arizona until Arizona's a better head coach I don't really expect a, a whole lot from them Los Angeles I guess is interesting with Stafford but they don't really have like deep threat wide receivers though for them they have Deshaun Jackson I guess that's you know woo whatever um, but yeah I think it's me Tampa Buffalo though yeah I know I can see that with your actual shirt on tonight which it's is just a blue shirt hey, it's a Buffalo shirt because that's what you do matt you are representing your team shocker that you are saying tampa versus buffalo who would have ever thunk that look well, at that shirt i think it's look just mainly that. can't even deny that you're not wearing that shirt yeah i am i'm just i think it's just mainly yeah, also like we talked about before like i'm expecting a, a down year for from kansas city and like a down year for kansas city is like 11 wins and like a, a second round playoff exit you know no I don't see that at all. It just ha- it happens to better. every their defense has gone worse, and every team that they loses in the, every they were very fortunate last year. Their defense has gone worse, and yeah, O-line. who cares? Patrick Mahomes doesn't even yeah, need they offensive care line. Because all they're gonna do is put up fifty freaking points. I guess so. You know why? Because Travis Kelsey is gonna be a monster. Yum 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 yum. Yeah, until they play against the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, and they give up fifty-one points. 
who cares? The Raiders aren't I going just think, to the playoffs. I think they were fortunate last year. And, you know, like, I'm expecting them to be a, a playoff team and win, you know, 11 games or so. But also teams, who, 12 games or whatever. But also teams lose in the Super Bowl. They're usually bad the next year. I think the same thing's going to happen to Kansas City, except they're just going to be, you know, really good instead of great. Do you think Teddy's going to win 11 games this season? I think so. I think I had 11. Like this is what, nah, you I think what? I had three teams in the AFC West winning at least 10 games. Oh, my God. I no, I think you. I had them at 10. I think I had Los Angeles at 11 and Kansas City at 12. Those are three playoff teams, though. I hate you. Those are three playoff teams. You're biased. All right, so my cute little prediction is that Brady throws at least 40 touchdowns, and with the extra week, I think he'd probably throw like 45 to 50. My cute little prediction is that Mike Evans has 1,500 yards this season. Okay. Boom. And Devin White has 12 sacks. 12 sacks. Yeah, you can put me down for 12 sacks for Devin White. I love Jason Pierre-Paul, too, on this team. Man, the three-finger man. He's an actual pirate. It's insane. The He's fact an actual that buccaneer. Everybody laughed at him. Everybody just laughed at it. Giants got rid of it. And then all of a sudden, dude, He's just now. He should, he should have a little parrot on his shoulder. He should. That'd be sick. <laughs> That'd be so good. I would actually, if he dressed up as the pirate and just came out to pump up the crowd, Arr. like, that would be so great. He's on the ship. Yeah. And then that parrot, the that parrot eats his other two fingers on that hand because he doesn't yeah. know how to train it well enough. And then it's like fake. No, it's fake. Then the fake blood spills out. Everyone's like, oh, my God. Oh, like in Arrested Development skit or something. Yeah. All right, so the over-under here is 12 for, for Tampa. I'm going the over. I'm going 13 and 4. Yeah, I'll take the over as well. I will I, take. I'm gonna, I don't want to say different than 13. You know what? I'll say 14 and 3, Matt. Okay. Sounds good. I, uh... Yeah, they're going to be fun. They're going to be really good. I think the only kind of concern with them is just because of how healthy they were last year. I think injuries could kind of hurt them, you know? I completely agree. Completely agree. But, and it's, it, usually it doesn't happen twice. Yeah. Not like when it comes to being that healthy. Yeah, it doesn't. But I think their like, top players are so good that it kind of covers up. If they do, like, let's say like White got hurt. Well, they have a backup linebacker for them. They could lose JPP or, or Barrett. They could lose Vale like they lost Lash. They could lose Sub. And they're they have so many defensive backs. They're all pretty young too. And I think I think their secondary is even better this year also. So to recap here with Atlanta at seven and a half, I have the under at five and twelve. Or you have the under at five and twelve. I have the under at seven and ten. Carolina at seven and a half. I have the under at seven and ten. You have the over at nine and eight. New Orleans at nine. I have the over at eleven and six. You have the over at twelve and a half. In Tampa Bay at twelve, I have the over at thirteen and four, and you have the over at fourteen and three. All right. So oh, that does my, it. By the way, I just wanted to bring up because we were talking about it really earlier, and my insider source just sent me a thing for your Campbell guy down in Detroit. What is it this they time? Cut, they cut both of their kickers, leaving yeah. them with absolutely no kicker. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is. Oh my God! Why is everybody in love with him? He's the greatest. What is going on? We're not kicking anything. I'm so confused. The only thing we're kicking this year is ass. That's it. And they cut. Uh, they cut Perriman too. So they have two yes. receivers now. 
<laughs> and no kickers. No kick. Yeah, they're awesome. I can't wait to watch Detroit this year. <laughs> this is I'm telling you, it's going to be a disaster, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't believe this. I can't believe that everyone know, you're is coming so around on it too. Making me intrigued. I know you're coming around. Dude, on I'm it. so I'm, I'm somehow buying into this. I hate myself. So we have one more division left. We almost did it. We have the NFC. It'd be funny if we just didn't do the NFC West. We just <laughs> we don't like you over there. Uh, but so we have one division left in the NFC West, and then we'll have a prediction show. And then we'll start doing weekly previews on Thursday and as the 2021 season gets ready to kick off. So until next time, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Balrod Radio. And thank you for talking this morning, Taylor. Like the podcast. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.